G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Anzac Day, very, very important day on the calendar. That's Monday, of course. Uh, it is the Anzac round where they're playing for the Anzac medals. But a man who's all across uh, the Australian spirit, if you like, he wrote a book about the digger of Kokoda. His name is Daniel Lane, and I'm pleased to say he's on the line. G'day, Dan. Hey, it's uh, great to be here. How are you? Mate, congratulations, firstly, on the book. And I know you wrote uh, Ciro's book and many, many others. Uh, we had a text here before uh, talking about your book about the Waters family. Uh, but take us, yeah. it is the Anzac Week, Daniel Lane. Take us into your most recent one, the book, The Digger of Kokoda. Yeah, so The Digger of Kokoda um, features, uh, he's a 98-year-old legend named Reg Chart, And... Um, Rich lives out in the western suburbs, and he um, he drives himself um, from his home to um, Concord, where there's a Kokoda Memorial track uh, where school groups and other groups go along to to learn about the battle. So I think it's amazing at 98 he's driving there. He, he lives independently. Unfortunately, he lost his wife about 10 years ago, and uh, but he um, he cooks his own meals. He's, uh, does the lawn mowing for the woman next door because she's too old to do it. She's about 80, I think. But he's just an, a, an amazing man. And uh, I came across him at the um, Kokoda Memorial uh, track at Concord and just um, listening to his story and what he did as a, a, a soldier um, on the Kokoda track was um, was quite inspiring and, and um, thought it would make a good book. And from talking to him, he opened up. He was quite... Um, he, he was just so... Uh, graphic in um, talking about the the exhaustion, the, the um, fighting with malaria, all the, the terrible hardships that the soldiers went through. So he's um, I really got an, a great education and a great insight into that that wonderful Australian uh, fighting spirit. And, and Daniel, is only a little fella. I, 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 I'm just having a look on your on your Facebook in your social media. There's a photo that then. I mean, Joanna Griggs is quite a yeah. tall tall woman, but he's a He's only a little fella, isn't he? He's, uh, yeah, yeah, there's not much to uh, Reggie. Nah. He's, he would have been a, a good halfback, I think, back in the day. But he, um, <laughs> he, um, yeah, he, he was on Better Homes and Gardens last night on Channel 7. Um, the, the crew, they did a, a really beautiful makeover of his house. But, look, he, the thing about it, he went on the Kokoda track. He weighed 10 stone. And by the time he returned to Port Moresby, he, um, he was 6 stone. So that gives you an idea of... Um, the fact that they were they just went without food and they they really to to really go through the hardships I I, I could talk to you for three hours about what he told me and it, um, things like six men sharing one tin of bully beef and bully beef um, you, you could compare it to spam so that was what they would get they just dig their fingers in and imagine how dirty they would have been uh, walking along the track and they just scoop it out and. Um, they just make sure that they didn't take more um, than, than what they were entitled to as well because they realised um, their mate would miss out. So it, it was just such such a humbling thing to hear these stories and, um, and the fact how mateship carried the, the soldiers through their battles. You hear about people who can lose 23 kilos, right? And you just shared that yes. it was 10 stone down to 6 stone. Now, now Ciro, you mentioned he wasn't a big bloke. Well... It was 10 stone, which is 63 kilos when he went. He came back He's a 40 kilos. That, that, oh, that oh, is oh, like... Yeah. That, Emancipated. Yeah. yeah. Just, uh, yeah but you... Yeah. you, you I, I, 
look, I recall, I recall playing in, uh, playing at PNG, uh, Port Moresby. The heat, the heat and humidity. Just, just playing a game of footy. But I mean, you can imagine day in and day out li living it, carrying a carrying a, a pack, wearing your uniform, carrying you know, ammunition and and, and, and and rifles and guns and whatnot. I just, just yeah. I mean, it, it's you just can't imagine it. Oh, can you, you really? can't. No. It, it's, no. You're so wide well, zero. Sir, the helmets they wore up there, the tin helmets they wore, weighed uh, a kilo. So they had a one kilo lump of metal on their head while they were walking along. Um, Reg said a lot of them got used as frisbees and chucked over the side of the mountain because they just couldn't keep wearing them. And, um, it's not practical, is it? No, no, not practical, but you know, it did, did protect some. But at the end, they, yeah. they just took their chance by, by not having the helmet. But he... Um, there was a, a bit of a rugby league um, connection to Reg's story. He, his lieutenant was a fellow named Bill Ryan um, who played for Newtown Jets, the old uh, Newtown Bluebags as they were back then. And um, Reg grew up in Marrickville, Dulwich, so Bill Ryan was a, a bit of a hero anyhow. And, um, and it sounds like he was a good bloke, Bill Ryan. He was all for his soldiers and um, led from the front all the time. But... Um, and I, I think it's great that the NRL and also the AFL honour the Anzac Day um, matches with, with the, all the great ceremony that they do with it. And while I was waiting to talk to you guys, um, I did a bit of a list. So there was a, a South Sydney halfback named Clem Kennedy, and he um, he would have been the same height as Reg, you know, about five foot six, five foot seven. And um, he went up there, damaged his shoulders, got malaria but after the war he came back and, and played for Australia in a test match wow. uh, there was um, and and you both remember Jack Rayner you would, would have dealt with yes, him yeah. back in the 80s yeah. um, so I'm sure you met him at the kangaroo reunion, reunions well he he was discovered as a rugby player, player up in um, New Guinea when he played for his Italian's footy team and uh, oh, yeah. someone said <laughs> when you get back to Sydney try out for South and, and he did and, and he became a South Sydney legend and thing about Jack Rayner is um, uh, uh, he carried the scar of a Japanese bayonet all throughout his life after serving up in New Guinea. There was also um, a wallaby named Stan uh, Blissett, who, um, who was a, a, a really champion bloke, but one of the sad stories from Kokoda is that he, he nursed his, brothers, his brother as he died in his arms after getting a bad um, stomach wounds and there was a, an, a VFL player from the Melbourne Demons named Keith Truscott who was a famous fighter pilot and um, he helped uh, he a hell of a lot for the victory at Milne Bay. He was a squadron leader and um, his, the men he commanded in his um, squadron, they just flew around the clock uh, to, to stop the Japanese invasion of Milne Bay which was a bit further south than uh, Kokoda but that was the first defeat the Japanese suffered in World War II and um, so you had a, a great athlete spearheading the way there as well. So sport um, has a, a really significant part of, um, of the Kokoda legend, and I think it's great that um, you know, on, on Monday uh, you'll hear the, the last post at all the football and uh, all the rugby league and AFL games that are played on that day around Australia. So I think it's very special and, and very much appropriate. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Daniel, the book is called The Digger of Kokoda, and that is a wonderful insight. I tell you what, um, when, you, when you mention these guys, it's out in July, so looking forward to that. Um, we appreciate that as well. Danny Green's endorsed the book, which is fantastic. But, Daniel, I'll tell you what, yeah. when, when you mention guys like Clem and Jack and, 
they must have gone back to this game of rugby league, which we build up as being so tough and thought, oh, this is pretty easy, this caper. Yeah. You know, these hot showers you have after games. <laughs> and, you know, it, you, it must you, have you would, wouldn't you? Easy. You wouldn't um, you'd, you'd knock, you'd have things bounce off you on the footy field after what went up there. But I think they came back, and like Jack Rayner became a, a top police officer as well. But they went up there, boys, and came back men. And um, yeah. we're lucky that they did what they did because we enjoy the, the um, freedoms and the nation that we do have. And I think we've been enriched by everything that they did. And, um, and I'm really glad that Pete was able to tell his story. And it is a heck of a story um, because it, it's, he's left a good legacy for future generations to at least be able to read what I think is going to be the last first-hand account by a, um, a frontline soldier who served at Kokoda. I, I think you're right, absolutely right, uh, Daniel. Mate, we appreciate your time. We do have to go, but I hope the person who carried on like a pork chop interrupting the service at the Broncos game the other night is listening to this, or for people who have plans of doing something similar, very, very rude, and they copped it. It was uh, self-served there, the punishment. But, Daniel Lane, we appreciate your time, mate. The Digger of Kokoda, that's the book. It's out in July, and we look forward to that. Thanks very much, and if you want, around July, I'll get Reg on the show for you. You'd love talking to him. Oh, that'd be outstanding. That would be awesome. Thank you, Daniel. We've got to go. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91